Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Warriors 24-7 podcast. Make sure to follow me, your host, Brandon Cadiz, on Twitter at bcadiz0, and hit follow on our podcast page, Warriors 24-7 pod. We are here to talk about the loss. Shout out Denver Nuggets fans because your team played one hell of a game. Nikola Jokic went off, just was a problem for the Warriors as the common theme on the inside presence again. Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, the MVP front runner, 35 points, 17 rebounds, and 8 assists against the Golden State Warriors, 13 of 24 from the field, and 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. A game-winning three-pointer by Monty Morris, 13 points, 4 of 6 from the field, 2 of 4 from the from beyond the arc, and especially that key three-pointer to win it all, adding those six assists and four rebounds for Monty Morris. And if you're not a common NBA fan, you might be wondering, who is Monty Morris? Well, he's a pretty decent three-point shooter, and we saw it in the bubble down in the 2020 COVID-shortened NBA season, a key integral part of the Denver Nuggets shooting offense and on that last play everyone wondered what Steph Curry was doing there and we have some sound on Steph Curry of him taking the blame it was a mistake basically in which he thought he could be able to switch off and help on Nikola Jokic and he thought that there was not that much time in the game left that the clock was winding down and that he could have made that switch and Nikola Jokic could have just gone for that hook shot but here we'll have Steph break it down Steph, could you uh, break down the final defensive possession? Yeah, they ran uh, a you know, post-entry to get Jokic in the world to figure out what he wanted to do. I took the bait, made a dumb read. It was a step late, thinking the clock had run down enough where it was only his opportunity to shoot, and he made a great pass. And then I realized where I was and tried to make a play on the ball and contest a shot. And Monty made a clutch bucket and I gave it to him. So uh, the last thing you can do in that situation is give up a three. Look, we can look back at that play. Nikola Jokic got the inbounds pass, worked from the left uh, baseline all the way to the paint. And that's when Steph had to make a business decision. Was he going to let Aaron Gordon on the back door cut there to tie the game up or a Nikola Jokic hook shot to tie the game up? Steph ultimately decided that he double Nikola and let Monty Morris go out to the right wing with a free and open three-pointer. It was just not a smart business decision. And Steph said it himself. You would rather have them, of course, just tie the game and try to send it to overtime. You definitely don't want to give up the game-winning three-pointer. And that's what ultimately led to the loss for the Warriors, 117-116 to on Wednesday night at the Chase Center. With the loss last night, the Warriors dropped six and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns at 
42 and 17. The Suns, 48 and 10. They are running away from that number one seed in the Western Conference now, and that for the best record in the NBA as well. Warriors also give up the NBA best home record after the loss last night. They are now 26 and 6, while the Phoenix Suns are 26 and 5. The Warriors are 6 and 4 in the last 10 games and have lost 4 of their last 5. But another tidbit and soundbite from Steph after the game reminding Warriors fans that they just were coming off a 9 game winning streak and they are winners of 10 of their last 14 games. This is going to be an all star break in which the team will really need to recoup and get that chance to rest their tired bodies, especially Kevon Looney. But we'll talk more about that after we hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head on over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Steph Curry has had some blunders this season. This last defensive possession that he gave up against the Nuggets. Fans are looking back at the game against the Indiana Pacers. But Steph had the chance to win the game and he helped lead the Warriors to take that two-point advantage with driving to the right, shooting the fadeaway shot and getting the and one opportunity. Steph had this game in his hands. He had the opportunity to also take the lead a couple of minutes earlier where he was going down the court on the left wing and shot a step back three-pointer that rattled off the back of the rim. Wiggins just couldn't get it. And then Monte Morris leaked free for an open, uncontested layup. Steph Curry has come up clutch this season on the offensive side. I remember when early in the year we were, or at least I was going for the narrative of Steph Curry being a two-way player. He was the best, he had the best rated defense for guards within the first 10 games of the season, if I remember correctly. And now Steph Curry is getting torched defensively on these crucial possessions to win games for the Warriors. And Steve Kerr needs to realize to play the hot guy. And he has in the past, but he didn't do so in this situation. They needed Gary Payton II on the court for that final possession. He had six steals in this game. And let me tell you something. Gary Payton II was the only positive plus minus guy in the, on the Warriors squad at plus 13 and he played just under four minutes in the fourth quarter that is unacceptable for head coach Steve Kerr and I know he tinkered with the lineup and started Gary the Payton Gary Payton the second in this contest and GP2 12 points five of eight from the field one of four from beyond the arc, 1-2 from the free throw line. He had four rebounds and, again, six steals 
and one block. That's defense for you. And Jonathan Kaminga, too, in that fourth quarter, didn't play much because he came in to that quarter with four fouls, if I'm correct, looking at this box score. Yeah, four fouls, and he only played three minutes. Your two best athletic young defenders were not on that final possession. That is just not unacceptable. And I think Steve Kerr, after last night, he also said that he liked the defense from this team and ultimately Nikola Jokic was the man that helped the Denver Nuggets score 117 points against the Warriors but he liked the defense and I think that we could see Gary the Gary Payton the second start more games here in the second half of the season and I am not opposed to that that lineup last night of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Gary Payton the second, Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney is a lineup you're going to see a lot, in my opinion, if Draymond Green is still out. Because Gary Payne II is a spark plug. The offensive guy that can go back door and just come off of those fake screens and cut to the basket, go for those high-flying dunks as we've seen all season long. Gary Payne II is that spark off the offense that the Warriors need in this lineup, especially when guys are tired like Kevon Looney. And I mean, the shooting last night from beyond the arc was horrible for the Golden State Warriors. The starters, Andrew Wiggins, 105 from beyond the arc. Kevon Looney did not take a three, of course. We're not surprised there. Stephen Curry, one of seven from beyond the arc. Klay Thompson, three of ten from three. And Gary Payton, the second, one of four from three. When the shots aren't falling either, the Warriors are in trouble. And you combine that with getting out-rebounded by a guy like Nikola Jokic, it's just a disaster. You cannot expect to win games if you're not shooting or out-rebounding the opponent. And the Denver Nuggets just wanted it more within the last two minutes of this game. And that's why they got the victory. 39 points in the fourth quarter for the Nuggets to the Warriors. 30 points in that final frame. This one of four five-game stand for the Warriors so far. Gary Payton's minutes have gone this way. In that blowout loss to Utah, he got garbage minutes. 22 minutes there against the Knicks, only 9. Against the Lakers, 11 against the Clippers, 11, and last night against the Denver Nuggets where he started 25 minutes. And Gary Payton II is a key factor in the Warriors' offense again. He provides efficient scoring, gets to the rim, similar to Jonathan Kaminga. The only game within that five-game stretch that GP2 did not have a steal or block was against the Lakers. And oh yeah, if you don't play minutes, then this guy will not have the opportunity to shoot and attack the rim. He made only he only had one point against the Clippers and 12 points against the Denver Nuggets. Those are the three games. No points for GP2. A lot of Dub Nation is looking to see more of GP2. And we will see that early in the second half, especially with Draymond Green still out. And James Wiseman ramping up that was five on five workouts. We'll probably see him in March, hopefully, with Draymond Green by the end of March, if we're being optimistic, if Draymond Green is all cleared and ready to go. Everyone needs to back off Kevon Looney. He's the only Warriors player that has started all games this season. In the past five games, he's done his best. Against the Utah Jazz there, he shot 25%, and against the Lakers, shot only 16%. And it's tough for a guy who has started all games and has put out his all-out effort being the only true center on this Warriors squad 
past five games, 6.4 rebounds, 7 point, or 6.4 points, 7.2 rebounds, shooting only 48% from the field. We've seen it. Kevon Looney was tired in the big story against the Denver Nuggets was the Hackaloon, Hackalooney, and Michael Malone used that strategy to his advantage late in the game. Kevon Looney missed four of the final six free throws that he took and finished with three of eight from the line. Now, a lot of reaction that they're afraid that Kevon Looney is going to get hacked by other teams after this All-Star break. That Michael Malone is the first coach to do this. And other coach will implement other coaches will implement this strategy against the Golden State Warriors in close ball games. First off, props to Michael Malone for someone that likes to adjust in game situations. He didn't want the ball in Clay or Steph Curry's hands, is what he said. So hey, why not foul Kevon Looney, who has struggled at the line? The Warriors as a team has struggled at the line. 65% for Andrew Wiggins' free throw shooting. Last season, he shot 71%. That is a big issue for all-star Wiggs. If we were to point out one part of his game that has been a problem this season. Kevon Looney is 63% free throw shooter. And when you have Stephen Curry and Jordan Poole, guys that shoot above 90% and are top in the NBA, in free throw shooting, it's a problem when the team shoots near at the bottom of the league for free throw shooting overall. That is an issue that the Warriors need to address. And for Steve Kerr, especially in that final minute where Kevon Looney was, or Stephen Curry was coming up and Kevon Looney was setting that screen, Nikola Jokic just fouled him and he missed those two crucial free throws. For Steve Kerr, you either take Kevon Looney out for one possession and let Nikola Jokic dominate. Because, hey, Nikola Jokic has dominated you the entire game. And what difference is it going to make if he makes another two points over your head? Or, if I'm being logical and not blaming Steve Kerr, that if you're going to keep Kevon Looney to defend Nikola Jokic, don't put him as the main attraction to set that screen for a play of Steph going down the court, right? Use a different play, do something else, have someone else screen for you because if it's under two minutes and you get fouled, you get two free throws and you get to inbound it from and you get to inbound it, right? You basically have a chance of making it a five-point game in one possession. Two free throws and a chance at a three-pointer to ultimately seal that game away. The Warriors will need to do something on the inside after the All-Star break. What will Steve Kerr do? Will they go out in the buyout market as we talked last episode? Most likely not. We'll talk about what he had to say about the buyout market as well as who the Warriors would cut. The candidate probably would be Nemanja Bialica, someone we saw earlier in the season that we were so excited about that signing. We also got to talk about Otto Porter Jr.'s game against the Nuggets. Had a really great game, one of his best games in quite some time. Warriors need that peace of mind at the big to defend that paint. Similar to our sponsor, NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. 
Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe. Or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So make sure to check out NordVPN. Otto Porter Jr. had a solid game against the Denver Nuggets. 10 points, 3 of 6 from the field, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, but grabbed 7 rebounds, second on the Warriors, right behind Kevon Looney with 9 rebounds. He was a minus 4, but he was solid off the bench. Jordan Poole had 15 points in 22 minutes, 6 of 11 from the field, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc, 5 assists and 2 steals. We talk about the bench production for the Warriors and... Jordan Poole was great with his 15 points in 22 minutes on 6 of 11 shooting 2 of 4 from beyond the arc again. And then his 2 steals and his 1 block. A lot of the Warriors off the bench. Also, Jonathan Kaminga, another amazing game. He had that reverse dunk in the middle of the game that I'm like, oh my god. Every single game, Jonathan Kaminga, you are a rising star. And he got that nod before the game against the Denver Nuggets that he was going to be a replacement for Chris Duarte in the Rising Stars Challenge. Jonathan Kaminga should have been there in the first place, but good to see him there. Five of six, two of two from beyond the arc, had a great first quarter in which he knocked down a three-pointer as well. But the guy that has been struggling all season long, we got to talk about him. Bia Bia, Nemanja, Bia Alixa, four points, two of three, three rebounds, one assist, a minus four on the Warriors squad. Tied for the worst in minus points with Kevon Looney. Bielitsa on the season. 6.2 points, 3.9 rebounds, 1.9 assists, 45% from the field, 33.9% from beyond the arc with 68.2% from the charity stripe. And we remember how the season started, that big double-double against the Lakers in the opening day win that led us to be on the hype train. So many people were joking around and calling him Nikola Jokic 2.0. We weren't expecting him to play at that level, of course, but he played hot to start off the year, nailing those three-pointers, cutting to the basket, making the right passes at the right time, but he has dipped significantly, and it's a big drop-off. And especially defensively to start off the year, he was he had fresh legs. He would help contest, and he would get driven by. Defenders would drive by him, but he would still be able to step up defensively. Now he is an absolute liability. Every time he's on somebody, you cringe, you close your eyes. His feet are slow, and sure, he needs a break like everyone else on this team, but Bielitsa was brought in to be an offensive factor, not to be a defensive stud. And when your offense isn't there, especially when you're not known for your defense, it is an issue. And this reminds me of a signing a couple of years ago for the Warriors when they brought on Omri Caspi to the team. He would take three-pointers in the beginning, and over time, he would be so afraid to shoot the three-pointer because Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant were on the team. And, or excuse me, I don't remember if, no, Kevin Durant was on the team, but I'm saying that if you have great shooters, he would pass up on those opportunities, and Bielitsa isn't that, he's just not 
able to hit the shots and we need that it just reminds me of a big man overseas guy that the Warriors have brought in that had great expectations offensively coming from other teams of course this was different for Bielitsa because he had a reputation of not trying in Sacramento of being the guy that would quit on his team and I'm not sure and I'm not saying that Bielitsa is quitting right now but he is struggling and he has not found that shot in quite a long time so hopefully this all-star break he comes out being the first half Bielitsa that Warriors fans saw earlier in the year especially in that Lakers game to start off the season. It's just mind-boggling to see that big of a drop-off. And both GM Bob Myers and Steve Kerr has said that if there was someone that would make an impact on the buyout market, they would not be on the buyout market. And uh, that's not throwing shade to Robin Lopez or Ennis Freedom or Tristan Thompson. I think he would. I think he's going to some other team today if I remember correctly the Houston Rockets I think is who he is expected to sign with since the Indiana Pacers bought him out so that takes him off the market but regardless the Warriors are not going to be buyers at the buyout market I I think after hearing those comments from both Steve Kerr and GM Bob Myers the Warriors are going to trust the process with Draymond Green coming back and James Wiseman especially after being cleared on those five-on-five contact drills and it was great to see James Wiseman speak to the media for such a long time and a lot of people were wondering why he hasn't spoken or why the Warriors haven't made him available I mean he's a rookie he's dealing through all of these issues more on the Warriors PR team you know because you're not gonna make the kid lie about a procedure that he had in December but here are some key moments of the James Wiseman press conference him talking about being cleared for five-on-five contact and that procedure in December. It felt like a huge step, like, you know, going through um, a lot of adversity for the past 10 months, and actually, like, being able to play 5 on 5, so that's a huge step for me. It just like a cleanup. Like, it wasn't no actual surgery like that, how the media was trying to make it so big, but, like, you know how that go. But uh, anyways, it was just like a little drainage. That's really it. I mean, it was very frustrating, just, like, going through a lot of dark times, like, trying to, because I'm super competitive, so I wanted to play but actually, like, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, like, it's just a blessing just to be able to still be playing and be able to get back on the court, so, yeah. Uh, just, like, I put in a lot of work in the weight room, just, like, you know, putting in that time, and uh, I wasn't able to do, like, no lower body stuff during the off season because, like, I had on the brace and stuff, so I just was doing a lot of upper body just to, uh, just to get prepared for, you know, this year and stuff like this. So, uh, I mean, I'm not rushing it because, like, I'm racing, like, because I'm in my own race. Like, I'm just trying to become the best version of myself. So, really, I just look at it as a marathon. Like, it's a long break, so I'm just trying to take my time and, and, like, you know, just make sure I work on stuff that I need to work on and just, like, be patient. That's really it. So, comparison is the killer of all joy. So, I really don't pay attention to social media. I barely be on it anyway, so I'm just focused on what I need to do right now. So, yeah, just, like, something, like, outside of basketball because, like, writing for me is, like, very therapeutic to, so, like, put my thoughts down and my emotions and how I feel. So, yeah, music was most definitely something that, got me through the rehab process for sure because I was taken, bored. Sorry to interrupt you. Have you taken up any, any other hobbies while you're rehabbing? Um, meditation and really just reading. Yeah, and that audio there was courtesy of Jason Dumas and Cron4 News here in the Bay Area. A little mashup of him there that he posted out on Twitter. Great sound there on James Wiseman. 
Wiseman would also later say in that interview that the impact he plans to make is keeping everything simple, block shots, grab rebounds, play defense, and score in the paint, whatever the coaching staff wants him to do. Just summarizing it, that's basically what he said. He's trying to keep everything very simple and not try to do any crazy things. So James Wiseman there will probably see the same role that he had last season in the couple of games that we saw, that lob threat, play some defense, and a key moment in that press conference of that sound that Jason Dumas had was James Wiseman in the weight room working on his upper body. I think those big, broad shoulders, being able to bump and stay in front of big defenders or big offensive players in the paint and big defenders like Nikola Jokic and DeAndre Ayton or whenever they see Giannis Antetokounmpo again. I'm a firm believer in James Wiseman, and I think he's going to shock a lot of people when he comes back. He's going to keep it simple. He's going to be that lob threat, as I've mentioned, and... He's just going to be that center that can give you 12 to 15 minutes when Kavon Looney needs to come out. And it'll give matchup issues to other teams that they'll have to work a game plan on someone that is unknown. And similar in football, when you get that rookie quarterback in and he has limited tape, he's going to be hard to defend against. And James Wiseman, limited tape. We'll see if he has improved that shot. We saw him take a lot of three-pointers last season. Let's simplify that out. Let's take the Jonathan Kaminga approach and work yourself on the inside and go to the outside when you're open. And it's worked wonders for Jordan Poole, for Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman. Please do not shoot jumpers. Try to work your way inside. Be that lob threat. Block some shots, as you just said, and also dominate in the paint, provide those 12 to 15 minutes, as I've mentioned, for Kevon Looney. And hey, he might improve over time in the last 20-game stretch of the season. Ideally, this would be the fast-paced route. If he comes in and is just like Jonathan Kaminga, and he can gain the trust of Steve Kerr for playoff minutes, that would be the ultimate win for the Warriors, especially if Draymond Green comes back. Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman off the bench, two athletic bigs and especially for Wiseman we're hoping he's still athletic after that knee procedure. NBA All-Star festivities in Cleveland begins on Friday with the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game then the Rising Stars Challenge on Saturday. They'll have that All-Star practice of course followed by the uh, All-Star Saturday night with Taco Bell Skills Challenge, three-point contest, the slam dunk contest, and of course, Sunday, you'll see the NBA All-Star Game, the 71st annual NBA All-Star Game, a great scene to be at, especially with the Warriors' JTA, Jonathan Kaminga, in these events, Dub Nation, root for those guys, I don't know about the hops on Juan Toscano Anderson. Hopefully, we can see some creative dunks from him. Of course, the best dunk from JTA was on JaVale McGee against the Phoenix Suns. Was lucky enough to go to that game this season and experience that firsthand. And when he slipped down, I did not have the time to grab my phone. When I saw JTA on the floor and he got that pass and just threw it over JaVale McGee, didn't have the trigger fingers didn't have the fast hands enough to put it out and post on social media, but I will remember that poster. Man, what an episode. What a first half for the Warriors. Your Golden State Warriors, again, Dub Nation, reminding everyone not to panic too much. 
Second best record in the NBA at 42-17, and 17, still in the playoffs. Well, that has been this episode of the Warriors 24-7 podcast. Again, make sure to follow our podcast on Twitter at Warriors 24-7 pod. And follow me, your host, of course, Brandon Cadiz, on Twitter at bcadiz0. That is B-C-A-D-I-Z-0. Until next week or next time. Thanks for tuning in. This show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.